It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Collins Hotel. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just how many? Five or four? One, two, three, four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. And you'll get to hear some live music as well at the end of the show. You might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already, so let's get right on with it. Hey, the food's here. Look at that. Let's get right on with doing nothing but enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together. My very eclectic bunch of guests sitting around the table at the Collins Hotel. Can you turn Mitch down a little bit for me? Thanks. Is Jonathan Ferrara sitting across me? What have you got, Jonathan? What is that? Like it's a, a wonderful crab. crab cake. Looks fantastic. It's a huge crab. It's awesome. bigger than an actual crab, <laughs> isn't it? Jonathan Ferrara is a New Orleans artist, gallery owner, community activist, and arts entrepreneur. Jonathan's gallery exhibits cutting-edge art from local, national, and international artists, and ex- exhibitions at Jonathan's gallery have been featured in the New York Times, Time Magazine, on NPR, Good Morning America, and among other numerous publications. As an artist, Jonathan's work resides in several prominent collections, including the prestigious Frederick Wiseman Foundation. Jonathan is the co-founder of Art Docs, a non-profit medical foundation for artists without health insurance, which would be a lot of people, I would imagine. There's an active bridge between the art communities of New Orleans and Havana, Cuba. How about that? Cool. Do you know any of that? Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to Happy Hour. No habla espanol. Excellent. And you're the first person ever to have ordered a crab cake on the show, in the history of the show. Good job. (laughs) Edith LeBlanc is here as well. Hi, Edith. Before New Orleans became Hollywood South, Edith LeBlanc was Hollywood South. A movie producer and production manager, Edith has been a part of the creation of countless hours of film shot here, including Eve's Bayou, Dracula 2000, Big Mama's House 2. I love you, Philip Morris. And that's one of the worst films ever made, right? What, Dracula 2000? No, I love you, Philip Morris. What, what did, well. you, did you... I was get on to that in a minute. Let me finish this. Uh, as well as commercials for Pepsi, Nike, Volkswagen, Burger King, and Citibank, among many others, in another life in the underworld, Edith is the founder of House of Lounge, the lifestyle lingerie store that pioneered the rejuvenation of Magazine Street in what is now the hipster Lower Garden District. Wow. How about that? Is that any of that true, Edith? Some of it. Um, I sold the store in 2009. To, I sold the store in 2009 to two really great girls, um, Becca Fox and Susan Wood. Okay. But you did found the House of I Lounge. I did found so it with lingerie. Patty Spinelli, yeah. Patty Spinelli. Kristen Diabel's here as well. Welcome back to Happy Hour for your third go-round. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen is a singer-songwriter originally from Baton Rouge who lived and played music in New York City, where she built an impressive career playing regularly at such prestigious venues as The Living Room, The Knitting Factory, and The Mercury Lounge before leaving the grind behind in 2009 to make her home here in New Orleans. Kristen tours extensively throughout the country, performing with, among many others, John Mayer, Nora Jones, Robert Cray, Sean Colvin, and if you're listening to this anywhere in the U.S., between New Orleans and Los Angeles, there's a good chance you'll get to see Kristen play live in early 2013. Yes. That's exciting. I hope. Kristen's released two albums, <laughs> Shelter and her latest, Kristen Diablo in the City, which was, I see, nominated for some sort of award. Yeah. The Offbeat Best yeah. of the Beat Award. Be- uh, best country folk singer-songwriter <laughs> oh, <really>? record. Okay. <laughs> and sitting across the room right over there is the fabulous, talented, charming, and always gorgeous, Mitch Foreman. Ah, oh, yes. Well, that worked out perfectly, actually. All right. Good job, Mitch. <laughs> ah, very nice. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Mitch, how are you today? Excellent. What were you doing in Aspen, Colorado, while we were doing a show last week? Ah, uh, yeah. In a- I was playing with a Tierney Sutton band. Yeah. What playing is, in the what evenings is that? and skiing in the days. It's a group of uh, <laughs> the jazz fine musicians. Genre. Jazz musicians. Sounds like a life to me. Yeah. Vocalist uh, Tierney Sutton. It was great. It was good? Yeah, really Okay. Good. So where am I going to start today, Andrew? I didn't um, mention Andrew. Oh, hey. my God. I totally forgot. It's good to have him left. I've just been Thank here you. the whole time. And to my right, the fabulous, talented, <laughs> charming, and always hey. gorgeous. Hey. Our resident happy hour troubadour. <laughs> which is sort of a... Uh, Where's the waitress? What is that? A contradiction in terms, a resident troubadour. Andrew yeah. Duhon, otherwise right, pronounced Duyon. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Back. How can yeah. I totally? How would I think I'm so sorry? No, it's because you know I'm just here too much. You're like invisible. Yeah. Mitch, thank you very much for saving me there. Okay, first no things worries. first. Ha- Jonathan, how is the crab cake here at the Collins Hotel? Seriously, because last time it's, I had lunch with you, it was at Commander's <laughs> Palace. Yeah, how does it compare? <laughs> we're doing that. We're doing the circuit. Yeah. Um, it's actually very, very good. It's nice and fresh and very lumpy, like lump crab cake. But the interesting thing is, I asked for something healthy, and I got. Fried green tomatoes, <laughs> fried crab cake, and remoulade sauce. So I'm not, okay. really, I'm not really doing too well. No, that's, that's healthy. But it tastes somewhere. great. Is oh, right. it is, it is, it's New Orleans healthy. When's the last yeah. time you ate something? 
uh, this morning for breakfast. What did you have? What did I? Uh, seduction toast with almond butter and fruit jelly. That sounds pretty good. That's that seduction nice. stuff they sell at Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you shop at Whole Foods? Live at Whole Foods. You live it. Nice. Live it. Live, live it. it. Love I, live, it. I live about maybe six or seven blocks from Whole Foods, and I have a one-year-old son, and my wife's pregnant with twins, so let's just say we eat often, well, and, and we go there, and it's kind of like uh, you know, home away from home. Which Whole Foods? The one uptown? On magazine. Is there another one? Oh, there's one at, isn't one in Metairie? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, not that's that one. Metairie. That's not New Orleans. <laughs> not, I don't go to Metairie. That doesn't count. Nobody believes in going there. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Well, Dana, was... ask me what I had for breakfast. Edith, what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> I had French toast. Ooh, nice. Hand-delivered by my lovely husband. Really? Did he mm. make it for you? Good man. Yes. Wow, he is lovely. Uh, I woke up late. What was the occasion? Uh, he loves me. Wow. <laughs> How often does he bring you French toast? Is this no, in bed? Hardly ever French toast. Wait, yeah, did he French make toast. it himself? Too? Yeah, of oh, course. Wow. He's a really great cook. Nice. He's an amazing chef, actually. Your husband and my boyfriend need to hang out. He needs to teach him. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Your boyfriend doesn't believe in cooking, Kristen? My husband's no, one of those not people. so much. Oh, contraire. He, he does like to go out to eat, however. Uh, <laughs> does he prepare to pay for it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I, I, th- I would go for either of those Chivalry two is not dead in our relationship. Well, that's good. <laughs> and how long have you been? Didn't he? How long well, have you been? Now, last time I saw you with him was at Commander's Palace as well, I believe. Were you buying us lunch? No, oh. I, I saw you there. I want to be invited to that to that. Mm-hmm. I know, that's a whole other show altogether. <laughs> so where did you, where have you that's eaten? That's true, we where were. Where have you eaten out with the boyfriend recently? Oh, well, he has a place called St. Lawrence that he just opened with his business partner. He's, <laughs> he's Plug. A, hello. Boom. He's hey, a baby. He's a, rest, he's a restaurateur. <laughs> he's a restaurateur. Oh, he is now. Okay, well, that's a whole different uh, world. It's, a, it's a great spot in the French Quarter. Uh, it's on it's on North Peters, kind of catty corner to Canal, so it's almost to Canal Street. Can, um, Caddy Corner to Canal Place, the mall. Right. What did it used to be before it became St. Lawrence? A horrible place. Mm. <clears throat> a t-shirt shop, right? Something like no, that. No, it was, it was a bar and restaurant, but it just wasn't very good. It was a lot of frozen kind of funky Cisco food. They, they do a lot of, most of everything they do is fresh and locally sourced and seasonal. They hand grind all their hamburgers. And this is not the, the same thing really awesome. as The Saint, which is something mm. else, right? No, isn't that a bar people go to and get really trashed? Yes. Yes. You can also get really okay. trashed at St. Lawrence if you yeah. want to, but you can have a really good meal while you get trashed right. as well. That's so the Saint Hotel you're talking about. That's a yeah. hotel I'm talking he's about. That's right. on the, no, the, the, saint. the, the other Saint is the the, <laughs> dentist, the the darkness of the night is where the, the other Saint. Right. Been there a couple times. Yeah. Where is that? Now? That's on. Um, it's actually close to where House of Lounge was and where my old gallery, yeah, long time ago, Positive Space was, where Magazine Street splits. Okay. Right. It's in the. It's off of like Felicity. But you know, I don't really even know. You don't really know the street. You just know where yeah. it is. Yeah, you don't need to know. It's off the Saint Streets, right. thus. Around there. <laughs> if you there's, a lot, there's a lot of Saints in New Orleans. You see the smoke plumes coming out from the cigarettes. Indeed. That's where you're. Happy hours about 1 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> you know. Is that still going on there? Oh, yeah. The Saints still going yeah. uh, Second generation. My daughter said she was there recently. Yeah. Really? Second generation. Now how old's your daughter? She's 21. <laughs> so she's allowed to be in, yeah. in there then. Barely. Doesn't Sean from White Zombie own that? She used to. I'm not sure. But it used to have some really great furniture. Now, it's just got prison furniture because I'm sure the kids have ruined it. But they used to have old vintage couches and guys spinning country 45s on Sundays. But now it's a bit more rugged. So you're going there quite a bit. Used to. <laughs> when they had well, the good furniture. Yeah, when they had the good furniture. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. Andrew appreciates fine yeah. taste. Yeah. Now, now, all now the, they have the prison furniture. Now all the hip kids <laughs> drooled on the good stuff. So now we got to, you know, have the prison stuff. Well, what was it? That was uh, that was there before it was hip down there. That part of town too. Mm-hmm. Oh your, yeah, your house of lounges. Well, you were there too, Jonathan. Jonathan, you, we were we were the yeah we were the you were the very pioneer. We were the, we, we were the beginning when when uh, it was uh, well, I <coughs> opened Positive Space, the gallery in nineteen ninety shit nineteen ninety five, and you know when when uh, this is before House of Lounge, before Juan's Flying Burrito, before Aiden Gill, and there was. You know, let's just say at the time we did actually as a point of reference, we did this show in 1996 called "Guns in the Hands of Artists," and the the the, the Riverside side of Magazine Street was all dark. I mean, it was just basically empty empty businesses, abandoned There was nothing there. <laughs> the other side was kind of like the lighter side of the street, but the I mean, sunny a side of the street. A couple of antique stores, but so we did the show called "Guns in the Hands of Artists," and that was when the murder rate was 420. 
St. Thomas Housing Project was in full bloom. And, you know, it was... Uh, well, right where you were was the walkway from the projects right across yeah. the magazine street. I was there. right was in like, between what is, was Aiden Gill and Juan's Flying Burrito. It's yeah. now Branch Out, it's a little store. Mm. I walked in the other day with my wife. I was like, wow, this is a trip, man. This, <laughs> this seems really... It's like going back to your house when you're yeah. a kid and everything seems so small, but when oh, you're yeah. a kid, it seems so large. <laughs> That's what it feels like. There was a bodega that was next door to House of Lounge <laughs> yeah. called the Casa Cuba. Bodega next That's door. strange that you yeah, were yeah, next yeah. to Casa Cuba now. But there was also a, a crack phone, a pay phone, right outside to you the, call, to the call, left of House Call for crack? You could, and you could get, but you could get a, a single cigarette and a beer and a paper bag, oh, and you could make a phone call from the crack phone. Wow. Is it still what? open? What, what, no. what are their hours? <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, now it's Trashy Diva, and there's right. no crack phone, and uh, well, the neighborhood have, is amazing now. People don't have pay phone. I mean, you don't use a pay phone anymore to call a crack deal. You could buy a single cigarette. Was it soaked in anything, or just by itself, just a single cigarette? You no, know, I never bought one, but I'm going to... You tried I'm it? Because they no. used to sell those clickums. Yeah, click-ums? I was going to say clickums. No, yeah. I used to, I used to buy There was no formaldehyde dipped What was it? It was formaldehyde it was dipped in. Did you ever try that? No, 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 no. You guys, Andrew, you must have tried it. I, miss, I think we missed the boat on this yeah. cultural phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was that was 1995, and Utney Reader voted voted yeah. uh, that that area of, of the Lower Garden District, the hippest neighborhood in North America. Wow. It was like, still gritty. It's still real. I think you yeah. had something Raw. to do with the, with oh, you know, the, little, with the promotion, little, little promotion here and there. What would the know? definition of hip be? The, exactly. I don't know, man. Because it was. Question. I mean, it was. Uh, it was. You know, it was dicey was the, the definition of hip back then. I mean, yeah. it was. You know, we, we. It was really interesting because we did this show. So, guns in the hands of artists, and, and Rick Bragg, who was a Pulitzer Prize winning author from the right. New York Times, did a feature about it. End up in the National Report. Well, it closed with the literally the last line was, and as a state of the of how it is in New Orleans, uh, the bartender got mugged in the way home from the opening. I mean, it was. Uh, I was, I was yeah. like, great, nice. thanks a lot. You know, I mean, it's like, but that was the you know. The state of state of time, Kristen. You were living in Baton Rouge at this point. I still was unaware of all this, in or you were in New York school, City, maybe. middle school, <laughs> or maybe even element. No, I was I was in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Early no. middle school. And then you moved I was just getting my first training bra when this was happening here. <laughs> where did you get that from? <laughs> Walmart. Really? Oh, That's yeah. where you got your first training yeah, bra. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can't been. believe you just asked her yeah. that. <laughs> wow, you're the lingerie person. But I, I know. You don't hold that against me. I, lo- I love House of Lounge. Oh, no, no, beautiful. no. That's not, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I've come I a long know. way since my Walmart lingerie days. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe I'm <laughs> from a different generation, but I can't imagine a guy asking a girl, where'd you get your first training bra? <laughs> what is wrong with that question exactly? <laughs> I don't know. Is it inappropriate? The gray-haired man asked the young diva. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a sort of dirty old man. You decide. You may have just been trying to segue to you. You know, that may have been just a, you know, yeah, a lead-in. Thank, thank you, you know? Andrew. Do you still have any of your old lingerie from back in the no, mid-90s? No, I don't know if I would call it lingerie. <laughs> old exactly. lingerie from middle school? Yeah. <laughs> okay, would you, I, I put it on eBay recently, actually. If you would, I'll send you a link if you'd you like to make eBay. a bid on it. That's a great idea. <laughs> Sell your lingerie after a show. No, I try not to hold on to things for too long, if I can help it. Mm. Well, you're moving around a lot. Yes. What, moving, uh, moving what exactly? I mean, press. I'll ask you. Edith, seeing you think it's inappropriate to ask Kristen, what exactly is a training bra? What do you? What does it do? It's it's, it's one well, that a regular bra doesn't do. Makes a girl frankly. feel better about still being flat chested, is what it does. Oh, so it's not when really you're in that awkward stage yeah. between girl and woman, it just gives you a little shielding between you and the oh, rest yeah. of the world. Mm. Yeah. It's did like you a happen to? Did you know this, Jonathan? By the way, no. Thank you very but much. I was always Andrew. interested. <laughs> did you know that? I said I've no idea. No, I. I did not know that. No. So it's not actually a bra. It's just sort of like... It's, it's, like it's, a, so, it's a little bra. So you can't Sports see your nipples sort of. through your T-shirt. Kind of, okay, yeah. yeah. So you Basically. can't see your nipples through yeah. your T-shirt. We got right. there pretty quickly, didn't <laughs> we? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> what is it with the nipples that everyone... What is it with me? Well, you're the, you're, he's, the, he's the one Edith. who brought it up. When it was okay. Okay. Nipples. Edith, you're the lingerie person. You're the expert on this. Why, do, why are people so... Okay, retired lingerie. Why are people so uptight about nipples? <laughs> Why do does everybody get around to talking about boobs with me? What's the deal? I didn't know that. Is that right? Is that a thing? The best things ever. Yeah. The best things ever. Because I'm married and I can say it. I, 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 I should actually stop saying anything. <laughs> you might you know, not be married there, much there, longer those, after this. You know, like the nipple covers, the little starburst things. They come in like 50 different the patterns. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the best, in, best invention ever. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to wear a bra. It's just like pop it on there and there boom, go. go out and you're done. Yeah. What color do you prefer to wear? <laughs> well, that's true. Ones yeah. that don't rip the hair off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> are they big sellers, those things? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And who buys those? Um, anybody who just in regular want people, their nipples guys like you. <laughs> yeah, I is mean, it a good present for Christmas? Say mm. uh, next year. You know, like I said, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't sold one in several years right. because I'm not doing it anymore. But um, I would say, uh, did you used to yeah. work in the store there? Yes, I did, but I also worked in the worked in the film business, right. so I wasn't there very often, unfortunately. So you just opened it because you thought it would be a good way to make some money, or because you like lingerie, or what? Um, I was also in fashion. And um, I, I you still are. That's a very fashionable look. Oh, thank you. They used to have the best fashion shows at House of Lounge. Yeah, well, it's hot. Think, I don't know. I think they still do. Well, I don't know. But when you were there, it was like I mean, not saying that it's different now, but I mean, I was let's say I was more active back in those days, <laughs> and and they would have twins. It was, it was well, yeah, before my wife, and it was it was bef- it was the situation where it's like, oh yeah, House of Lounge is having a, a, a fashion show Tonight, on Thursday House night. It's like it's, it's like. I think I'll stop by. Yeah. <laughs> so fashion show is in quotation marks, I see. Nice. We've had some, right. ma- I mean, I, my memory, in my memory, one, two of my favorite ones was, two of my favorite times was we did a thing for Playboy during, um, uh, an event with Playboy during the Super Bowl. And, what a great combo. Lingerie, Playboy, and the Super Bowl. M- yes. And one of the, the, one of the da- uh, models, Maureen, Mo, she did a reverse strip in a, in a nun's, Habit. Reverse. And so she started off with a lingerie and then put with on it on with, with it off and put it on. Okay. And then another re- a cool also idea. reverse strip with it. Um, singer. Uh, oh, goodness. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, don't t- don't G- tell G- people G- about G- my G- former G- life. G- <laughs> Geo. Gia no, no, was no. a reverse stripper. You know, oh, gosh, she's going to kill me because I can't. I'm having oh, um, all have another drink. Uh, uh, Super Bowl stripper. A, Jackson. a great singer whose name is a woman. Escaped. Yeah, she's a woman. She's she's um. And that narrows she's it down. black. She lives. She sang. Anais. Uh, Anais. Thank you. Oh my God. Sorry, Anais. She did it. Anais St. John did. No, no, that's a good reverse oh, strip. A re- reverse strip. <laughs> yeah. To Carmen. To Carmen. The uh, the um, yeah. the aria. And um, it was beautiful. And that was at a hustle lounge. We had her on a. Um, on a riser, and um, wow, cool. I, I don't. I mean, I still remember it. And she, they, you know, she went from having this, you know, almost nothing on to lacing her up and everything, and all the, uh, you know, that's it was a, a great real, act, actually. That yeah, would be fun to watch. It was amazing. Hey, uh, Kristen, what are you drinking? What is that? It's a gin fizz. Gin fizz, of course. Wow, of course, it would be. This do you is feel one of like their specialties here? I think f- it's a nice looking drink. It looks great. It looks like a sort of milkshake. Ramos like gin fizz, yeah. Ramos Gen Fizz. Is that? Yeah. It's a t-shirt. Yeah, supposedly you can't just call it a Gen Fizz. It's a Ramos Gen Fizz. There's yeah. Who somebody was, was telling me about this recently. Like, they had this big argument at a bar and somebody, and he ordered, like, I'll have the Gen Fizz. He's like, the Ramos Gen Fizz? He's like, yeah, the Gen Fizz. He's like, no, it's a Ramos Gen Fizz. Just <laughs> like, to be whatever. Exact. Hey, do you feel like playing something on this guitar of yours? Oh, yeah. Come on, then. What do you got? This is I, a fancy looking guitar. It, it, you know, this is my true blue. This is my baby. I've had this guitar for a very long time. She, I don't really play Did you get that after the, the training bra, right? Yeah, it came a good bit after the yeah. training bra. It took me a little okay. bit longer to figure out guitar. Just so I'll be like a decent person. I just have a and question, though. Yes, about go on. It's, it's a she, though, right? It's, very, it's a very phallic-looking she. Wow. Well, we're back, You're just we? a man. Here we go again. You're just looking in the wrong places. <laughs> you see what you want to see. Can you say something as a phallic-looking she as an artist, actually, John? Does sure. Say whatever you want. Okay. The Anything reason why I say this is because right, right now I have a show of burning guitars that are all, there's 10 of them in the show. They're all burning guitars, and they're all like phalluses. So huh. that's where I was coming from. It's on from. his brain. Okay. It's when right. nipples aren't phalluses. <laughs> when, when in doubt, go with phallus. <laughs> okay. So, Kristen, what are you going to play? What are you, in fact? Sometimes I kind of shake it around like it's a penis, actually, when we play shows. I, and I, I realize go. what I'm doing, and I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> but it just happens. I shake know. it around like it's a penis. I, I've got a penis. I don't shake it around. Like I do the else. helicopter? Do <laughs> <laughs> Is that got a whammy bar on it? No. <laughs> That's a I'd whole like to see thing. what your idea of shaking it around well, like a penis is. It's not going to happen is. while I'm sitting here. I know here exactly what you're talking about. So <laughs> let me say it. I know, I know what she's talking about. Sometimes I feel like I've 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 um I've shown too much too you much to be revealed. Nah, well, <laughs> you know, we'll get back to this penis shaking in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, okay, what is it? This is a new one. It was just it was on the season premiere of Treme, 
We haven't recorded it yet, but we licensed it to them to the, the I haven't actually watched the show yet because <laughs> I don't have a TV. <laughs> it's got eyes up to the horizon. I've never been With eyes up around the horizon And if I ain't home before the dawn Please tell my love not to wait up Miles and road in getting there Though I could not give you directions Cause it's in your own heart that the road is drawn Please tell my love not to wait up Amazing to be sitting around talking to someone like this and this little tiny table where we're almost touching each other and then you just be able to pick up the guitar and sing like that. It's That's what I do. It's amazing. I know. That's me. It's incredible. (laughs) Is that song about actually moving or about dying? It's about all of that. It's about the whole shebang. Come over here a little bit. Sorry. It's about everything. What what inspired (laughs) you to write it? That song... A lot of songs I don't remember when they come in pieces, but that song, it came very clearly, very immediately. We were, um, we just put out a new record, and we were doing a tour, and I hadn't been on tour in a while, because 
I didn't have a car for like or a van or a TV <laughs> or a TV. I still don't have the TV by choice, not by lack of TV money. Um, but <clears throat> we were on the road and we had played at this wonderful place in um, Alabama called the Standard Deluxe. This kind of off the beaten path. That's a good name. Compact, yeah. <laughs> but just this amazing place, and everybody there was just delightful and wonderful. And it was like it has. Some places you go, kind of like New Orleans, they have this sort of spiritual pull to them. You show up and you just feel like you're home. Um, and this is one of those places. And we showed up. We didn't even get out the van yet. And we showed up and we're like, wow, th- this is cool. where we're meant to be today. Thank you. <laughs> and I, we stayed the night at the place. And <clears throat> the next morning I woke up real early and I went and sat on the porch just playing around on the guitar. And that song just sort of... Just showed up. Yeah, I think songs have a way of being um, more enlightened than you are, than I am. <laughs> It surprises you. you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they sort of. What, yeah, they what come from some down. other place. It's not like I'm not writing that song. Some something else informs that song, and then I'm like, wow, how? Damn. Okay. Do you write Thank that, way, you. that, Andrew? Yeah. Do you say that they come as a totally. whole piece as well? Yeah, they, they they show themselves to you, and then you play them later on, and they teach you something that mm-hmm. you didn't think you had before, but somehow that thing came from you. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool deal. They're they're lifelong teachers. Songs are very good. Mm. Aunts and uncles and mothers and fathers. Does it work stuff yeah. out for you, like sub, out of your subconscious? Are you talking about? Or are yeah, you I think so. Yeah, I think songs to me, um, they've always kind of pulled me forward too. It's like the 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 life I've always wanted to live, or the person I've always wanted to be. They kind of project me forward into that and into understanding that. And, and when you sit here and do a song like that, like you. You're not closing your eyes and going to another place. You're sitting here looking at us playing that song. Are, are you, <laughs> I, she wasn't looking at us. No, she what, was, she was what in are her you, own what head. What are you thinking? Are you back to the moment when you're sitting on the porch writing that song? Or are you thinking about what the lyrics are about? Or are you thinking about the gin fizz? Or what's going, <laughs> what's going through really, your mind? I don't know. I think what a song is really, when they, when they come across the best, is when you're not thinking about anything, actually. Yeah. And when you're just in it. I can't even really... It's like a meditation, almost. It's, it's like you're not... You're not thinking about paying your phone bill or drinking more booze or, mm. or I don't I don't know then the normal random things that your mind is right. always wired up with um, that all kind of disappears. I think that's why I like music so much because I'm so manic and <laughs> come on, my brain is so overactive to start with on our plates. It's, it's it just everything is, is peaceful. Is painting like that, John? Yeah, actually, <clears throat> it's very. It's, it's a similar kind of zone you go into and you you. I mean, it's a wonderful place, and, and for me, I actually just made, um, my wife and I had a show at Newman, there's a, the, the Reynolds Ryan Gallery at Newman uh, last, it was, it was this, this past September. You had a joint show with your wife? Yeah, it was probably, it was after uh, Allison Stewart and Campbell Hutchinson had one last year, and so they had asked me to do a show, and I said, well, what about doing a show with my wife? So we split the gallery up, and um, for the first time, because my gallery's been so busy, and business-wise, and all that manic stuff, that you know, that the, paying the bills and everything else, and kind of the machine that I hadn't made any paintings in about six years. And I was like terrified. I wasn't terrified, but I was kind of like, oh, what am I going to do? It quite terrifying suddenly to be staring at a blank canvas for the well, first Well, it's, like, it's not, I don't really operate that way. It's more of the sense of, I know I have this show coming. I knew about it maybe about eight months ahead of time. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Right. What are you going to do? 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 And there's, there's a certain... In, at least I know in the art world, if, if someone told me a long time ago, one of my artists, Krista Jurisic, she goes, if you want to make work, schedule an exhibition. And that's, like, it's kind of, you kind of work backwards from there. So mm-hmm. I, I, I went into the studio after having uh, kind of thought through several machinations of what I was going to do. And I was in the studio for about a month period, um, you know, in addition to running my gallery and having a wife and kid and all the other stuff, I was about 12 hours in my studio a day. And you, and the point I was trying to make is that I started to forget stuff. I started to get lost. Like I would like business things were going out there because you're in a completely different zone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. You step into this other world and you create and it's like, you don't know what time it is. Like my studio didn't have any windows. So it's like, you're in there and you're just like, I mean, all of a sudden it's like two in the morning. You're like, Holy shit. You're like, I mean, you just, and you just, you just kind of keep on rolling with it. Cause maybe different than a song, at least maybe how I paint. I know what I'm, what I'm trying to create. So I did this, it was a large scale installation. If you go to the gallery, if you had been to the gallery on one wall was a third, it was a 30 foot long installation. And it was, it was 41 individual canvases that were six inches by 36 inches tall. And there's about a three inches gap in between them. So it was all the way down. It was, it was a, 
gold on gold. And it was actually my son's fetal heart monitor EKG extrapolated over 30 feet. So kind of carved, actually carved through this like sand and gesso mixture. And then that was going this way. And then going 20 feet high this way, literally 20 feet high because the gallery has this kind of funky wall where it, goes, it shoots up, was the, the stock market from the day that I was born to hmm. uh, uh, till the day till the, the, the this year, and it was it was nineteen panels that were eight inches by forty eight inches, and, so ca- how, and carved uh, into that was the stock market. Tell them why. Go on. Tell 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 them why it was the stock market. What about the stock market? Why would you put something? Oh well, it was the it was market? the piece was called correlation too, and I'd done a piece before about my heartbeat in the stock market. And so this was... We could um, be onto something here. Yeah, it works out. Well, I was a banker. There's, there's kind of several... I mean, I, I was a banker for a number of years. And so that's one part of it. But it was more about the... the, the so picture on one hand is a, is, is a fetal heart monitor EKG. Basically his heart rate, his heartbeat before he's born. And on mine is this, you know, 40 years of the stock market, kind of the same thing. What is the stock market? But the EKG... If you look at it, it's the heartbeat like of the nation. It's the heartbeat of the financials. It's the mm. heartbeat of the finances. And it was so. It was the, the 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 point I'm trying to get to is that the correlation was between, you know, here's my this piece was gold and this piece was it was all like wonderfully fluid. This was like all craggy and right. like carved, you know, carved through and like silver and like like like, like almost like like moon moon lunar landscape. And so it was some of the correlation between the two. It's like what if 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 the stock market is good. Theoretically, that means if the economy is good, then we're all happy, okay. and there's and there's no stress. If there is, if, if the stock market's bad, then like 2008, everybody's stressed out. Did you enjoy being a banker? Yeah, not really. <laughs> I mean, it was I did it for about three and a half years because I I tried to do everything but that after college. So, uh, what no. does that mean when someone says I'm a banker? What do you What did you do? No, I mean, I was. Uh, technically, I was in. I was a retail banker. I was trained to run my own like thirty million dollar branch of a bank, and I was trained at that point in 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 history, if you will, it was nineteen eighty nine. So it was like the vestiges of the Reagan era, and it was also um, kind of like these large banks. At that time, I worked for the sixth largest bank in the country, and they had these training programs. They were like loan officer development programs, systems officer development. It was like they would spend. I think that I spent about three hundred thousand dollars training me over over an eighteen month period in anything from accounting to public speaking to basically like an, a miniature MBA, and so that's what I was trained to do. I did it for about six months and then I split. <laughs> that was it. Couldn't came, take came, it. Came down here to be a corporate fundraiser with United Way, and and it's so funny because I'm looking up on the wall and I see this plaque by you know. Mayor C. Ray Nagin. Well, when I moved here, he was my lead volunteer for United. When I used to whisper to him, "Hey, Ray, ask that guy for fifty grand." You know, it was. He like, was good at that. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> he wasn't even good at begging. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, you've kind of you've kind of gone like a, I'm not full circle, but you're certainly using your skills as a as a banker or a financial person as a art gallery. Well, it's a double-edged sword. You know, I, I've always, always, I don't know how, how you feel about this, but it, it's a double-edged sword, a sword of freedom and responsibility. If you embrace the responsibility, then you have the freedom to do whatever you want to. Can I cuss in there? Yes, you can. <laughs> you, have the freedom, you have the freedom like to do whatever the yourself. fuck you want to. And, that, and that's, that, to me, is the quintessential beauty, is if I embrace the, the business things that I need to do, if I you know, adhere to what I need to do business-wise, which is the stuff that people don't like to do. You know what I mean? Like, mm. You've got to, you know... You just got every little thing, if you will, then you can do whatever the fuck you want to creatively. Because you, you, you have, if you've taken care of business already, because because that gives you the freedom to do this. There's nothing worse than being an impoverished artist because you have all these great ideas, but you don't have the necessarily. And songwriting is different, probably, but artistically, if you have this great idea for a huge sculpture. But yeah. you, but you never have if you don't have the financial resources to realize it or the acumen to get a grant or whatever it might mm-hmm. be to do that, then you can never realize that. And to me, the worst, the worst thing I could ever imagine is unrealized potential. And so for me, you embrace the responsibility and you get the freedom, which a lot of artists unfortunately well, don't. Most do. artists don't have that together though, right? That's why they no need question. a gallery. Uh, yeah, don't you think? That's yeah. why you need a business person. Like yeah, I mean, you that, need I mean, someone. <laughs> You're, Trust me, if, every, if everybody unusual. did that, I wouldn't exist. Yeah, and, you right. know, so it's not, you know, and, and, and I always tell my artists, I always say, you know, if this is in the business sense, I said, look, you go into your studio and just make great stuff. 
I'll take care of everything else. That's it. And then, and somebody, there was actually a book um, written about New York art dealers. And in Paula Cooper, who's a well-known art dealer, said, she goes, I'm an art dealer, not because I deal art. She goes, because I deal with the business. Right. Mm-hmm. All the that's stuff. What every, but that's what every artist wants someone like oh, you in yeah. their lives. Yeah, yeah. That's take, I'll do take you, do care of Do you take on it. musicians? Yeah. Unfortunately, I just want to know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, technically, that's what a record yeah. label is supposed to do, but yeah. they don't really well, do are you, that are you, anymore. They no. kind of just take your money. And, yeah. <laughs> and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of truth to be told, a lot of galleries don't don't do it either. I mean, I'm, yeah, I can the, imagine. The, the difference is, and I, once again, I always tell people, I say, look, don't 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 listen to what I say. Ask any of my artists, and they'll tell you how they deal with me or that, what my relationship is with them and how I take care of them because. I can blow wind up your butt all the time. It's like, I mean, I can say I'm a great person. It's like, no, you know what? Ask them. They, they've worked with yeah. them for a long time. <laughs> right. And it's, for me, the reason is because I'm an artist first. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm more interested in the creative process. Yes, I got to do the business to make it happen. But the creative process, to me, that's like a golden, the, the thing you were just talking about, like how you mm-hmm. described and how you described, you can't buy that. That's mm-hmm. like that's like manna from heaven. It's just like, Absolutely. and those of us that have that that have that can tap into that. It's a wonderfully beautiful thing, and it's a sacred thing that should be protected in every way possible because it's so valuable. And this city is so rich in that value mm-hmm. here. It's just that sometimes we don't. I mean, like the music industry to me here is is if you go to Nashville and you stay, and you're here. Man, it's like night and day. It's like here, the vibe is here, but they own they own the producing rights. Right, where, where you know music row and where, yeah. where's music row in New Orleans? It's not here. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah, a whole other it, question, Andrew. It, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I think it's it's the the enemy of making music and probably making art in general is trying to make money making music or making art because I think I probably spend an embarrassingly majority of my time. Uh, promoting music and booking music and yada 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 music business as opposed to writing music yeah. and you need you someone know. you need yeah. someone like Jonathan who says you go right and write and I'll do everything else. Yeah and, and isn't there anyone like that? There's is a lot there, of work there involved like... in just showing up to play the show. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so yeah. simple. It's like yeah right. we well, just showed up with your guitar now. <laughs> right. I mean, how do you, but, get, you get there? But there was a time when you there was a time when a record company did all this for you. Absolutely they really was, found someone talented and they took there, them on. And, there was a time when the business breathed and you could you could write a song and they'd play it on the radio and if it was good then you got a record label yeah. deal and that was enough money to go you there was it was literally money that you took to make a record and make a re- making a record included writing songs and going to your little retreat in the woods yeah. if you wanted to right. and mm-hmm. doing your thing let's, it just let's happen make you play a song in a minute andrew but first of all i mean let's come back and talk about the film business as well edith but first of all mitch foreman is going to play something for us i believe correct mitch mitch, mitch. hello <laughs> Mitch's Mitch's giving up. <laughs> is he drinking as well? Oh. Wherever he is in India, I don't know. He's in the studio. He's in back. Is we don't have room for a grand piano in here, so we've got him in the other room. But what happened to him, Chris? No, he's, he's disappeared. No, he's here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> might have to, Andrew, you might be on then. Let's do it. Come on then. <laughs> okay. Well, what uh, are you going to play? I'm going to play a song that Kristen knows, now? so we can. I think I'm oh, back. there he is. Oh, he's back. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> Mitch, you're back with us. I'm back. Bing. You know, it's it's this new system here. I hit. Uh, I. It, uh, you did it. Okay. I think okay. there's a and mute then microphone. Andrew, we'll have. We'll put, you want to do that <laughs> after? Yeah. You're on, okay, Mitch, you want to go first, and then Andrew's up, and then we're talking about the film business. Well, maybe in between we'll talk about it. Right, I'm going to do a uh, a holiday appropriate song. Very good. What is it? It's it's called Christmas Time Is Here. Okay.
Mitch Foreman. All right. Very nice. Christmas time is here. Merry Christmas, Mitch. Ah, oh, thank you. Same to you. Hey, listen, Andrew's got his guitar out, so we're just going to go straight into Andrew's. Hey, look, this is a new guitar with no uh, tape on it. Yeah, sure <laughs> enough. Well, it's actually an older guitar, but I brought it out this time because nice. the one with the tape on it wasn't with me in the car. So okay. This one exists in the car. and uh, This is your car guitar. Yeah. Uh-oh. One second. But um, Very good. rather than playing uh, something new for you, I'm going to play something old because I've got Kristen here. And why not take that opportunity to sing a song that I know she knows, and we can sing together. Right? That would be perfect, yes. What is it? It's called Coming Down Over Here. Wrote it one day while it was raining. Literally and figuratively. Just turned into morning, but I've been morning all night. Loading it just keeps storming, my power's gone, so I'll write by candlelight. Yeah, I'm writing a little, don't know if I'll ever sing. Ain't nothing you haven't heard, just in different words. But I'll tell you again It says, babe, it's been storming At least it has so far I guess I saw the clouds forming But I didn't think it would be this hard Maybe tomorrow I'll see it all so Is it raining where you are? Is it coming down over here? Well, I took a moment to sleep, babe. Sometimes these days I forget Cause when it was you and me, babe Felt like the sun never set But I went and blew out my candle With just one gentle breath Reigniting the flame It don't work the same Unless you got one good match left Babe, it's been stormy At least it has so far I guess I saw the clouds forming But I didn't think it would be this hard Maybe tomorrow I'll see it all so clear Is it raining where you are? It's coming down over here And if I should ever See you out there on the street You try to talk about the weather Or whatever keeps your mind from me I'd say, babe, it's been stormy it has so far I guess I saw the clouds forming But I didn't think it would be this hard Maybe tomorrow I'll see it all so clear Is it raining where you are? Is it coming down over here? coming down
Beautiful. Andrew Duhon, our resident troubadour <coughs> and contradiction in terms. Another beautiful song. Just here for the gin. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm what did you think, Edith? My, my breath. I'm, I'm breathless. You guys are, are both amazing, so precious. Amazing. amazing. Really amazing. We'll be playing a show pretty soon together, Oh, aren't yeah, we? yeah. Where? We got the big show on a Tuesday night at Siberia on St. Claude <laughs> Avenue Ooh, in I've January. I've been there with my daughter. Yeah, come, okay. with, come back with you, daughter. Is she single? <laughs> she is. And she likes to drink as well at the Saints. <laughs> so you're in here. Danger, so, danger, not really danger. danger. You, there will be danger. Are you single? I know I'm boyfriended. <laughs> girlfriended. You are? Yeah. You have all these, like... His girlfriend's pretty awesome, too. Yeah, she's pretty yeah. great. She's awesome. <laughs> How long solid. have you been together? Because you've written so many of these heartbreaking songs well, about I saw the true. clouds yeah. forming. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I never knew it would be this hard. That's an amazing lyric, yeah, actually, isn't it? That time. Song? It was a darker time in my days. Well, how long yeah. have you been dating your current girlfriend? Oh, off and on for <laughs> a few years. Really? But, you yeah. can't Is ask she? personal questions we're like going, that. We're going Is solid she? now for about a six-month or so. Okay. Is she the result? Four, Is she the genesis of all these heartbreaking mm. lyrics you write? No. no. The, <laughs> the, the next record, there's a few songs on it about her for sure. They're it's harder to write so- songs about someone you're happy with than it is to write songs about being miserable with yourself <laughs> or someone a else. The quintessential yeah, artistic a question. Yeah. <laughs> what does, does it come from pe- pleasure or pain? Yeah. Can you write songs about things that aren't? We're back to songwriting. But can you write song, things about songs about things that aren't just love, though? Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. So there's a lot of things. Drugs. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not writing. I love you writing about, yeah. about alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Edith, you're in the arts from a sort of business point of view as well. You're a you're a movie producer, but you're also a member of the Directors Guild. I see now. Wow, you know you know what's you great get about to that? Be a member of the Directors Guild. You have to pay a lot of money. <laughs> so we could all join. Oh uh, well, yeah, and you have what to have a certain amount of, of experience. You do have to, you know. You have to be able to direct. No, uh, I'm actually a unit production manager, not a director. It's a well, we could explain perhaps what that is, unit production manager. That is, you know that you're talking about how um, when you get to a gig, all the things that happen in order to get to yes. the gig, well, that's, you that's, make that happen. That's what I do. Producers mm. are very, very important. We're going to need to get some cards, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just finished uh, <laughs> working on a, supervising a Depeche Mode music video. Huh. New song, yeah. What? Heaven. Wow. Awesome. So it was really, it was actually Is there a lot of really makeup great. involved in that? No, no. <laughs> really? Uh, what do they look like now, those guys? They look they handsome still super to me. They, they do still they still wear handsome. black? Yes, they do still wear black. Yes. Where did they, they stay while they were here? Um, the Windsor Court Hotel. Okay. And what, what did you do with them? That old, I was that old rocker's palace. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you do, Edith? Were you like interfacing with them? Uh, not, not, I didn't interface in, in that. I just made sure that their fittings happened. I made sure that they're, you know, they're, they had the proper uh, star trailer. And see, I could do that for you. No, <laughs> I, um, I hope I you know, have I made sure that they had the, <laughs> I made sure that the locations were there and the people that were doing the different department, the art department. I, I have to, I, I ensure that everything happened. Happens. How do and you get that job? How uh, does a, how Depeche Mode find the, you? Um, I, I worked for a um, commercial company years ago, and they were calling around, and I was actually just trying to help them get it together until they found somebody. And after about the third day, I said, "Oh, what the hell? I'll just do it." You know? Come so, on. Well, how, what did you think of the song? I thought it was actually really good. Is it the same sort of sound that they had with the synthesizer stuff and everything, like the '80s sound? You don't know what they the sound like. Sure. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. You don't know what the, you don't know what Depeche Mode sounded like I back do. in the day. I do. Everything I do. I do. I knew. Counts in large amounts. I there actually think I actually thought this was a little more sophisticated. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I wonder what they the wanted to do that. That said that they're back. Yeah. They. What, what do you think? We think it could be good then. You like what's the what's I the video? It, is the video I'm a lot of rolling was, around I'm, on the floor? I'm, my 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 heart is with people like these two. Right, this is more your style of That's music. That's my style of music. Yeah. What happens? Because I, I love poetry, and um, singer-songwriters are poets. Sounds mm-hmm. like a business venture. <laughs> Do you, you don't have I'm not really good Mrs. at that. Producer. <laughs> would you like to manage singer-songwriters? No, I, I think I would, I would start to sour on them very quickly <laughs> and then not, no longer like singer-songwriters. But, um, you know, no, I would, you know, I would Welcome to my world. Guide you. Really? What does that mean, Jonathan? You start well, to hate, I, start I, to hate I, artists? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, that's not that's putting words in my mouth. I'm just saying no, that no, I wasn't the no, no, of course not. The the you know that's what I do is I manage artists, right? And, and, and there's a lot of egos and well, it's, delicate it's, relationships it's, involved. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I, I mean, I'm I'm not artists the most are I'm assholes. Little, 
Really? No, Present company accepted? That or is unquote? not always pretty artists, good. I'm artists, pretty good. You're we're not. nice. We're pretty tolerable artists, Yeah, actually. oh, yeah. Artists are but best to But a lot of them exist. are really difficult, I, well, I'm they, sure. You know, artist, the, the, the quintessential artist is someone who lives in their own world. And, and well, that's what you were saying <coughs> about you when you're an artist. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the great you know, part of Actually, you know, it's very interesting. I was listening to, I always use this line because I was only going to remember from this, this one interview. It's Edward, Edward Norton was interviewing <clears throat> Bruce Springsteen, and Bruce Springsteen says, he goes, he goes, <laughs> you know what art is? Art is just making other people believe in your obsession. And I was that's like, a, I was like, that's a great line. I'm stealing it right there. Wait, which, it, which, who said that? Bruce Springsteen, Bruce said, Springsteen that. said it in oh, response to a question. Bruce. And it's true because, I mean, I've got artists that do, I mean, they just, you know, like they do <laughs> this true. specific thing. And it's like, all it is, is to get, is for me to get them to a tipping point where people believe they become, they believe in their obsession. I mean, people that make, I mean, I don't know, I can't use one of my artists folds dollar bills and makes little sayings, say, and they're just beautiful and they're wonderful and they're powerful. But it's like that's his thing, you know what I mean? It's like you believe, yeah. you believe. But doesn't you, that also have to make people feel something and and kind of connect to it in a way that they feel like that something in their own in their own being connects with it on yeah, a yeah, different I mean, level? It's, it's just, I mean, it's just making other people believe in your obsession. It's that they yeah because there there's I mean there's. I don't know, maybe I, there, there's an inherent divide between those that, as my wife likes to say, that those that are makers and those that are not. Mm. And, and you know, they're on the other side are, are appreciators. And yeah. so those that appreciate what artists do, whether it be a musical artist, theater, whatever it might be, and those that do it. And it's a very interesting, like I'm actually sitting here, mm-hmm. I thought your both your pieces are wonderful, but I'm fucking jealous. I'm like, I wish, I, like, I <laughs> no. paint, but yeah, I, I want to play. I want to. I have friends who are musicians, like they sit down, and they just play. I'm like, fuck, I can't, even, I can't even play. I can't even like. Yeah. Don't worry, I, I, I can't even draw a stick figures. But, no, so, but, but, but it's like but when you see it and you have that that relationship, because I do make art. I am mm. in the art, and I I know how to the creative side of things. But it's 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 a different, you know, when you yeah. see it and you realize it, it's like, wow, man. It's, yeah, you know, and, it's and like Kristen was saying, oh, but shouldn't it have that <clears throat> human element? But I think that's what the human condition allows is that you can just be so obsessed with your passion and trust that the human condition within you will keep a thread inside of it that's just... You're not alone in the world. It's just human. And, yeah. and when you put this medium, whether it be paint or music out there, you just trust that there's something that connects with somebody else's humanity, yeah. and yeah. and, there and it some is. people connect more. Some people have more of a connection, or there's more people that connect to it, or whatever totally. it may be. It doesn't yeah. mean yeah. you know doesn't mean. I mean, some of the best. I mean, I imagine for me, some of the best artists are probably never showing galleries. Yeah. They just oh, never. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're not great. Doesn't mean they're they're fantastic. They just never went that route it's because they're not well, wasting all the their time on the and business. Mirrors and marketing and the <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, you know, if you're that's a whole different. Gallery, that's a whole different. And you game. know, in film, it's all about sort of the 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 sales pitch of it. It's not so mm. much like how great. And I mean, I've heard many many musicians who just blew my mind. And who knows if anyone will ever like if a, a mass audience will ever hear them or not, which is a shame. But because they don't really care about it, and they don't have a team of people around them. That's the that's the key. There's, packaging there's, it and f- photographing it. There's no Clive Davis. There's no Armin Erdogan. Like that. That say this guy's awesome. Yeah. I'm a, you know, like, and that's what I do for my artists. Yeah. Is I'm like, you're fucking great. I'm taking yeah. you to Matt. Let's yeah. go. And I'm and and now it's become the point where you say, okay, the fact that I believe in him makes other people believe in him, and then you know, off they go. It's your obsession right. at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just going to say that right? you know. It, with anything, and it, it, it's not always about making money. As it's not always about making money, as you were saying earlier. Um, but if you have a, a passion for whatever it is, whether it's for me making things happen or for you, I'm left brain Absolutely. and right brain, so I, um, I you know, I, I work with my hands and I also work with my brains. Yeah. So Your um, brains? my brains more than one. I have more than one. I have, I have, I have a backup brain in the car. <laughs> But um, but, but when you're focused and you you create something, no matter what it is, it, and even if you only touch, say, the five people in this room, or, oh sorry, seven people in this room, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that there's there's a little like spark that happens, and it's 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 a gold mine that no maybe it's never mined, but it's it's still it's um, really it's still valuable gold, regardless of the monetary it, it, reward. It, 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 it is it is, and I completely and wholeheartedly agree with you. 
but then then the the next step after that and after that is I mean like my my job has always been in the last couple of, in 10 years is to my artists that that have had to wait tables and now they don't wait tables and all they do is make art mm-hmm. so it's like is is that mm-hmm. so all they're doing is always be like you know people say oh you know you can't combine money and art well you know what we live in America man everything's combined with money so if you make a little bit of money a lot of money then you can once again have the freedom to take three weeks off and just sit under an oak tree and write music and do whatever you want. And that's, you know, it's important, valuable work. That's a contribution to, I mean, if I I, I consider money sort of like um, a tangible form of energy or or (laughs) that's exactly what it is. And it is. (laughs) And, and with, with art and it's more esoteric with art. Like it's, it's depend, the value of art depends on the viewer and the mass are not mass audience, you know, but, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like the purer you are to your vision as an artist or whatever you are creating, yeah. money comes. It might take a really long oh, time. Oh, I mean, that, that, without a doubt. I mean, my grandpa. Actually, I mean, it probably should take a really long time if you're actually like figuring it out. Because when you're 20, like, what the fuck do you know about life? I mean, I, mean, I rode a bicycle for five art. years when I was waiting tables. <laughs> I, when, I, when I knew her, I, I rode a bicycle for five that. years. I mean, it was like, you know, I mean, it's, I'm yeah. just, it's just, I mean, after being in the business, now being in business for 20 years, like the last five years has been great, you know what I mean? But the first 15 years is sure. like, yeah. I mean, I've stared into the abyss several aren't times. Aren't you all the more grateful and like rewarded by it now because you feel like you had yeah, the time I mean, to know, really like, earn I mean, it? <laughs> the, the, the answer is, what, do I wish I had an easier route? Sometimes, Maybe, yeah, yeah, you know, but it's like, you know what? The ground beneath me, it's mother, like, I fucking own it. It's yeah. mine. Yeah. Like, well, like, you, right. you built yeah. it. No one can take away from what, yeah. you, what you've given. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that, you know, that it definitely... It's staying true. I always use this example. Like, okay, there's the, there's the low road of commerciality, and then there's the high road of integrity. Mm-hmm. And if you take the high road, several people will try, many people will fail, but the view is very, very wonderful from up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can get there. Because you're indispensable. Yeah, but, but, you're, you but, you're, you, but you're your own person. You, you've created and, that. Yeah, right. Well, what, what, I was just going to say, what the film business has done for me is a lot, has allowed me, the film business has allowed me to be able to create a really fantastic home life. And family life, and I have been able to mm-hmm. um, spend sometimes not enough time in the past with my family, but now more time. Yeah, and be able to really—I mean, it's—it's just—it's—it's like—it's like when you uh, when you're on the road and you get back home. You know that feeling the minute you get home, you drop your bags. <sighs> I like I like feeling <laughs> like that every day, and I'm, I'm yeah. really lucky. And, I, and what he's talking about is being able to feel that way. I, I think, Kristen, and being able to got, do whatever it is you like. We've got to do. time for one yeah. more song. If you want to play one, would you guys want to play something together? No, no. Uh, let's hear another Christian Diablo song. <laughs> okay. Woo-hoo. He's off duty. Your resident troubadour. <laughs> the resident troubadour. I like wow. that. The happy hour troubadour is good because it's got the double meaning that I just go from bar to bar happy hour. Okay. You know? We should stick with that rather than the resident. happy hour troubadour. Feels okay. Good. Yeah, I like the resident troubadour because it's a contradiction in terms. That's good too. I but guess. What would go with either? I like. Yeah. We can have both. The resident happy hour troubadour. I guess. <laughs> Number two. What is that? <laughs> what, what are you touching sorry. your breasts? It's, it's, like a breast it's the martini hand? rule. It's ah. the martini rule. One is not enough and three is too many. So it was just... What's it got to do with breast exams? Because two breasts... Oh, gosh. Uh, if I have to explain this to you. One <laughs> is not enough and three is too many. Is too many. Like breasts, say. Yes. <laughs> Martinis okay. are like breasts. It's like a, it's like a it. trainer martini. <laughs> Kristen, what are you playing? (laughs) (laughs) On that note. (laughs) Going down the only road, you know you were picking up the pieces as you go. They say move fast, but you move real slow And time is gonna tell you all you need to know Oh, 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 oh What time and where and where and where for you and me What time and where and where and where for you Time and ways and ways and ways for me. Oh, time 
You've made some fans today, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Time has, in fact, got away on us here at the end of the day. But is it waits for us. It waits. Time is waiting. Where was it? Is that song on the last album, <laughs> Kristen Diablo in the City? No, those are the, the songs That's I played too. today are both new. We're about to go into the studio. Okay. I hope. <laughs> for the, is the for studio in New Orleans? Three. If anybody wants to fund our new record, you give me a call. Okay. Yeah. We can find links to your stuff on our website. It's neworleans.com and to Andrew Duhon as well. Good, Good to be here. That's the end of our show for the day. Thank you so much. My guests sitting around the table here at Happy Hour today have been Edith LeBlanc, hey. Jonathan Ferrara, yes. Kristen Yarbel, and our Happy Hour troubadour, Andrew <laughs> Duhon. The producer of our show today is Graham DuPonte, Melinda Hall is Trish Kaufman, Anoush Karun, and Elizabeth Fahey. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. Our web designer and link to the real world is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Mitch Foreman is currently playing the theme song to Happy Hour, which he also incidentally wrote. If you'd like to be on our show, you can stay upright for approximately 60 minutes with a drink in hand. Drop us a line. Our website has our address. Our show is recorded live at the Columns. You can check out our other Happy Hours and our other shows. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Win-Win, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with Steve Wynn and Chi Wynn. At Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. All on our site. It's neworleans.com. You can keep up with us by liking us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. And you can sign up for our mailing list on itsneworleans.com too. If you're listening to this on iTunes or on Stitcher, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us as well. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Mitch Foreman on piano, everyone sitting around the table here, and everybody at INO Broadcasting. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next time yeah. on Happy Hour. Happy holidays, y'all. That was a good group, huh?